Welcome to Real Women, Real Lives, where wit and wisdom collide. Seriously, who knew that french fries could be a catalyst for shifts of consciousness? It's just so clear to me in this moment how I get confused about it. And then we remember. How can we create a life that allows us to step into our work and our expression, just being who we are, but also funds our dreams? Yeah. What is my husband doing right now? Am I successful enough? But do you have faith that you're okay no matter what happens? Hi, welcome everybody. So glad you're here. This is Barb. And Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) You know, today what we are both inspired to unpack and explore and share is in the direction of what if we didn't have to manage our feelings? What if we didn't even have to make sense of them and we could just allow them to move through us? You know, feelings are this energy source moving through. What if we didn't have to analyze them and kind of that deeper knowing would actually emerge by just giving ourselves permission to be in a feeling. And so, Melissa, you really opened up this conversation and this potential conversation for us this morning. So I'd love for you to start us off. Yeah. Anytime I don't want to talk about something is usually the exact thing to talk about because I do this in service so that others don't feel alone in their thinking and feeling, frankly. And so if I don't want to talk about it, I bet there's at least one other person out there who doesn't want to talk about this. So that's why I do it, even though it's incredibly uncomfortable. (laughs) As you were sharing that, Barb, I, I saw this metaphor and I used it last night, actually, with a client. It's possible for me to hold a beach ball underwater. Absolutely possible for a very long time. But after a little while, my arms get tired. I get tired. I want to get out of the pool. And it's the same kind of thing for me with my feelings. I can hold in my feelings. And I've done it most of my life because I didn't have time for feelings. I didn't believe I had time for feelings. I thought that if I felt, it would never end. You know, once that door was open, I was afraid that I was never going to be able to close it again. And so for many, many years, I just didn't allow myself to have feelings. And what I did instead was I analyzed. If I started feeling something, I would start thinking about all the reasons why I was feeling this, what I could do to not feel it. And this was a coping mechanism for me. I was really busy had lots to do. And yet I would snap at people. It's kind of like if you keep a tea kettle covered up at some point, that little thing on the end of the tea kettle is going to pop off. And that's what it felt like for me. I didn't understand it, why that would happen. After all, I'd read so many books and had done so much work in a development way because I value that. And recently there's a lot happening in the world. There's a war. There's some very intense, and even as I say it, the feelings start coming up around rights for women. And again, I went into my logical brain and thought, okay, how did this happen? How can we fix it? I kept in my analytical brain, as opposed to letting myself feel the sadness that's true in my heart for us as a nation and those who identify as women. And right before I let myself feel, there was a thought don't open the door, do something else. And what happened was 
that beach ball just got too hard to keep down. And I am a private feeler. (laughs) I don't like to feel in front of other people. It's inconvenient because I live with two people, my husband and my daughter. And so my husband got to see me feeling, which is extremely uncomfortable for me because it's just not my conditioning. My conditioning is to be strong. I got this. No one needs to take care of me or help me. And I had a thought as I was doing it as he came over to comfort me. And my conditioning, my first thought was, stand back. And instead of listening to that first thought, stand back, there was another thought that came in, which was, why not let him comfort you? This is the opposite of my conditioning. And yet, trying a new experience, it created a beautiful moment for he and I, and such a good learning for me and also my daughter. And this morning, my daughter and I had to go to a doctor appointment for my daughter, and she was really scared. And she had a lot of feelings. And for her, it just comes naturally for her to let her feelings out. She doesn't overthink it. And I didn't need to, frankly, make myself feel more comfortable by not letting her have her feelings. Because I realize in the past when someone was having feelings, I was uncomfortable. And me trying to make it better in some way was not respecting their feelings. And so she got to have this incredible experience of experiencing her feelings which were very deep and big. And then about 15 minutes later, we decided to go to Starbucks and get a cake pop, and she was joyous. And so the things that I've believed around feelings and thinking, or my conditioning as I call it, actually do not work for me anymore. And it's in the feeling without judging the feelings. That's the other thing. There's no reason to judge the feelings. I would have feelings and then I would judge them. They're really just energy in my body. And that energy just needs to come up and out. It's as simple as that. And when I allow myself to feel, my head is not as busy. The thoughts are not as loud. I'm actually on the other side so much clearer, so much more peaceful, so much more able to make a choice or a decision about what the next indicated action is. So it's actually walking through the hallway of the feelings that I get to the other side. And the other side is freedom, frankly. And so I share all of this because I think, especially now with everything that's happening in the world, a lot of us are holding our feelings in and pushing and driving on a hamster wheel, on a treadmill, whatever we want to call it. And I think there is an opportunity for us right now to allow ourselves to just let that beach ball up and let it float around a little bit and experience that freedom. I love that analogy. And, you know, I can relate to that. My mind has, in a way, like you said, been a nice coping mechanism. You know, like I get unsettled inside myself. I get nervous, anxious, upset. And then my mind goes to trying to resolve it, settle it, you know, figure it out, whatever that might be. And nothing wrong with that. But I do think it's interesting that what I've discovered is similar to what you're saying, that often if I just allow myself to feel because feelings are transient, they are not fixed, you know, they're energy moving through us. In the moving through, I'll get clarity. Or in the moving through, 
I feel alive. You know, I, I think it's like that juice to life is in the feeling of life, not in the, you know, restriction or analyzation or the rational. And I think that in the business in particular, the logic and rational mind has been the king, right? And has been, you know, so valued. But what's fascinating is to watch and over the last couple of years in particular, I think we've been heading this way much longer, but in the last couple of years, this idea of authenticity is like at the top of one of the things that people are requesting of their leaders and, and of themselves. People just want to be more real, right? And don't want all the effort of trying to be something other than they are. I think it gets confusing because we're like, if I let go, if I let the beach ball go, aren't I just, I could be crazy, you know? And I don't want to look irresponsible. I don't want to look, you know, like I'm weak. Again, if we let go of the illusion of control, if we let go of the mind needing to always make sense of things and we just allow ourselves to be who we are as we are. And in that feeling, I think more often than not, what we discover is something really freeing and alive and beautiful and wisdom in that direction versus I'm uncomfortable. So let me analyze it so I can get out of this feeling. I mean, that is like my MO, right? <laughs> You know, and I totally understand it, but it is really interesting to invite more of just the allowing and let the feeling move through. And the conditioning that somehow feeling is weak is so fascinating to me. How can that be anything other than just some conditioned idea we've all bought into? Every single human being on this planet feels. It is a part of the design of human nature. There is intelligence to the design of nature. So there is intelligence to feeling. To allow us to embody more of that, to embody our full self, which means we embody our feeling self as well. And then not to use the mind as much to try and analyze, prescribe, resolve. I think we then wake up more to the natural ability that we all have to reorient, to have clarity, to see insightfully. It happens in the allowing of things, not just in logical assessment of things. Yes. Yes. And I think much of the burnout that we are seeing in business today is because we have to repress parts of ourselves. Yeah. And just like holding down that beach ball, that takes a lot of emotional energy. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to go into a board meeting tomorrow and start bawling. Yeah. Right? I've actually never done that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm going to go into a client meeting and start raising my voice and yelling. That's not what I'm saying. And I think yeah. it's really important to understand that in terms of business and what's appropriate. Just like yeah. I'm not going to take a shower with my coworkers, but I still need to take a shower. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Right. Yes. I just I just need to take a shower every day. Yeah. So and I don't invite anyone from work with me. And I think that making the space for ourselves to have the feelings is just like taking a shower, frankly. Yeah. We need to do it to take care of ourselves. And for some reason, that is a good thing in the, the POV, in the perception of people. Yeah. And potentially there's a stigma on feelings, which is just as natural 
to taking care of ourselves as doing the other things we do. Yeah. So I do think there's stigma around it. And I'm so grateful because the younger generation that is coming into business today demands authenticity. Yeah. They demand it. Yeah. And I love them for it. Yeah. They want real conversations. They want to understand what is happening in the business for real, not just a pretty deck with a P&L. They want to know what's going on. You know why they want to know? So that they can actually contribute to the solution. And I have chills as I'm saying that because this generation is changing the way we work, the future of work, and it's incredibly inspiring. And they're also demanding that we have a purpose at work. They're demanding that it's not just about doing business. It's about doing good. And that comes from the heart. That desire to be part of something bigger that's doing good in the world comes when we allow ourselves to bring our head and our heart to work. And the two together, superpowers, true superpowers. And the more we can bring our head and our heart to work, we're bringing our IQ, which is very important. And as important is our EQ. We have to understand and have care and empathy for other people. And here's the truth, Barb. When I allow myself to have compassion for myself, allow myself to have my feelings in private, probably near the shower, <laughs> where no coworkers are, <laughs> I have space for others to have it. Yeah. Because we're humans. We are humans at the end of the day, and it's the way the system works. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a great analogy because like I said earlier, you start to hear this and people are like, are you telling me I should cry at work? I'm like, well, maybe, but maybe not. You know, I think what we're really pointing to is the repression or the idea that we have to dampen down, figure out, not express those feelings and emotions actually has implications keeps us in our head you know life can feel flat I know for me I've shared before things can start to feel heavy you know so I'm kind of walking around it's like often you know people will say like I feel uninspired or I'm not just feeling excited about life what I've know for myself is those are usually indications in me that I've been like living in a lot of my head and not just allowing myself to drop into my body and to my feelings. And to your point, when I allow that to move through me and the energy and the reset that comes and the buoyancy and the clarity, we bring all that to our leadership and to our businesses. You know, so this idea that somehow we as humans should contain ourselves you know, and again, we're not saying walk into a board meeting or a big sales call and start screaming and yelling. <laughs> I've been on the other side of that. That definitely does not work. Yeah, it does not work. Yeah. 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 I will say in my many years in marketing, mm. every time we've created a campaign, we asked ourselves, what will the person who interacts with this feel after they've interacted? Because making someone feel something as opposed to think something is much more powerful. It's about the feeling. And that is advertising and marketing 101, frankly. And yet we think that it's not okay to feel on the other side. So I just think that's really interesting. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I remember giving a talk once about eliciting feelings in humans using marketing or advertising or something like that. And it's all about feeling. Yeah. And so for us, for me, to come up with great marketing ideas. I kind of have to feel too. I have to ask myself, 
what does this elicit inside of me? A genuine feeling and making a genuine human connection because brands are kind of like people and they need to be authentic and they need to connect with the humans that are interested in those brands. I know we talked about this in one of our uh, earlier episodes, but, you know, I think for me, because I had lived in the world more through my thinking than sort of just being raw and real and present, not that I was trying to be something, right? But I just was oriented towards my thinking. I was processing life versus feeling life often. And I didn't realize that that was affecting people's ability to feel me. In relationships, whether it's love relationships, that's, that's hard right? Or it's with employees and teams, you know, that people can't get a feel for you, you know, and that is an indication. Again, it's not so it's that I was oriented and I was quick and fast, but like taking information and processing it and then speaking, being oriented more to my thinking versus kind of just being present and real and connected to the moment. So, and you're right. That's what people feel, want, connect. That's where collaboration takes on a new level, where love, partnership takes on new meaning, friendship. As a leader, don't underestimate the power of people being able to feel you and feel where you're coming from. And if we're constantly like me, you know, oriented to the thinking and the processing and the strategy and the rationale and the logic, it takes away from that. Yes. I've been in many meetings where the person is repeating back something that maybe they wrote on a deck. And frankly, I was bored in one minute. Whereas when someone's in the moment with you, bringing their head and heart to a meeting or a presentation, it is charismatic It is engaging and I am interested. Yeah, yeah. And you feel it immediately. Yeah, it's so true. And when people don't feel you, whether they're conscious of it or not, that distance, that aloofness, that sort of thing is people make up stuff about it, you know? And you're right. It's like, where do we have impact? Where do we have influences? It's so much of those people that are present and connected and more from their heart. We get awed by maybe the really smart, logical, strategic things. We, we love that. Like, it's not saying we don't like that part. But when you leave a meeting, when you leave a presentation, often the ones that remain in your mind and in your heart or that you get touched by are the ones that came with heart and availability to something else. 100%. And I am in the creative world, the marketing and advertising world. And I will tell you hands down that it's heart overhead in any meeting. It's helping someone to feel an experience. And so I would say in that industry, lean into that even more. Yeah. In the creative marketing, advertising, lean into that heart more and more. Yeah. I'd say really everywhere, right? I have seen over and over again that when a leader can connect with somebody from that kind of authentic, real place, well, give feedback from there. I guarantee that the feedback is going to be heard in a different way. Help people draw people out to, you know, so many leaders I talk to are like, how do we bring out the best in our people? you connect with them in an authentic way, you know? So yeah, I think we could probably go on for hours of examples where letting ourselves be in our body and our feeling full 
self and our feeling self, I don't know how to say that, in that more real, present, raw, has so many upsides for ourselves, for the people we're interacting with, for our fulfillment. I will leave you with this. I recently went to a officer's training in Las Vegas for YPO. And there was communication training. And it had all the usual things that you would expect about projecting your voice and looking around the crowd. But there was one thing that the the instructor told us. And she said, before you start, pause, feel your body, feel the room. And as you're talking, make sure you pause, feel your body and feel the room because you might be inspired to share something that maybe you were not thinking you were going to share. And it helps you to be present and connected to your audience which is key. So good. Perfect place to end. So good, Melissa. Thank you, everybody. As always, we're so grateful to have you here. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would love it if you'd give us a rating and review over on iTunes. And also please share. Sending you lots of love. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Real Women, Real Lives with your hosts, Barb Patterson and Melissa Palazzo-Hart. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow, give us a rating and leave a review. If you know anyone that would benefit from our conversation today, we'd love for you to share it with them. What topics do you want to hear about in future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Want to see the show notes or read a transcript of this show? You can find it on melissapalazzoheart.com or barbarapatterson.com. Thank you so much for listening to Real Women, Real Lives. A special shout out and thanks to our producer, Janae Arthur of Peripheral Media. Until next time, remember, take the mask off. No filters, just possibilities. <laughs>